Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? We are live with Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 228. If you're watching on the Twitch stream, I hope you enjoy the bottom ticker. 5 a.m. brain blasts are a wonderful thing. Uh, as always, show presented by our awesome local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novig Automall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, powered by our merch provider, Design Tree. Go to our storefront, dsgntree.com. Search Underground Sports Philadelphia. When you go to check out with all the awesome merch in your cart, use the promo code SPRING20. Save yourself 20% off at checkout. And then our newest member of the Underground family, Tomahawk Shades. The best sunglasses you could possibly find. The, my blue light glasses are literally on their way here. More than likely on Saturday's show, you will see me wearing blue light glasses, repping our friends at Tomahawk Shades. And you're probably like, KB, what the hell is in it for me? Well, when you go to check out, use the promo code USP, Underground Sports Philadelphia. You save 25% off. If you get a $30 pair of glasses, it's pretty much free shipping and still saving money. You can't beat it. It's the best promo code I have seen Tomahawk Shades offer. So use that promo code USP. The more times it gets used, it helps us pay the bills. Got an awesome show lined up tonight. And I'm going to introduce our special guest. It took 228 episodes for him to make his debut. But he's finally here because he's got an awesome project going on that we are promoting right here on the network. Is my good friend. Mr. Cam Justice. What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Thank you for having me. So all of this came to light. Obviously, you and I talk quite frequently throughout the year. Sports, music, entertainment, all the good stuff. And uh, obviously, in a world with no live sports going on right now, until June, when apparently golf is coming back. <laughs> we need We need things to distract us, and that's why... You know, we brought up streamer season right here on the network. Episode one dropped today. Shameless plug. Make sure you go watch Hunter so you can listen to the pod. Uh, but you're doing the music thing. And music has always been a big part of your life since I've met you. And uh, Curated by Cam dropped today as well. Talk to me, man. How did this project come to be? When when did the Jimmy Neutron brain blast hit you? And uh, let everybody know what Curated, Cam, Curated by Cam is all about. Yeah. So, uh, anybody who knows anything about me, when I get an idea in my head, it kind of has to happen in the moment. So on Saturday night, I think it was, um, I got a text from Kevin, uh, Kevin Rigby, who is my boss and one of my, uh, good friends. And 
he gave me an idea that I had never really thought about putting into action. Um, I had, you know, music is a huge part of my life, as you mentioned, and uh, folks typically ask me to make playlists for them and things like that. Um, but I had never really thought about putting it out for a bunch of people to see. And so he texted me and was like, hey, I have this idea. Um, I know people love listening to your music and things like that. So um, what if you put out weekly playlists for people? And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. It'll keep me busy. And um, one thing I found over the years is that music connects us better than a lot of other things. And um, like you mentioned, in this time where we don't have a lot going on, it's a really great opportunity to, you know, find some new music or remember some things that you, you know, that you liked before and kind of forgot about. So um, yeah, it's uh, going to be dropping every single Wednesday. I'm going to release a weekly playlist about an hour a piece. So it's, you know, manageable, not a, not a four hour playlist like I usually put out. So um, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, you, you hit me up about it, you know, and I was like, dude, this is genius. You were just like Apple music or Spotify. And I was like, just let you know. And uh, I was like, this project, we're pumping this. So you're going to get the weekly curated by camp playlist on all underground sports, Philadelphia channels, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, wherever it may be. We're going to be pumping Cam's playlist on your preferred listening platform. What goes into making a playlist for you? Because obviously everybody has different styles and different tastes in music, whether it's rap, R&B, alternative, country, the list goes on and on. What goes into making a playlist like the perfect playlist so that it all blends together? A, a perfect playlist really hits on a handful of moods. Um, You'll see as I unroll things over the next couple of weeks, you can listen to many of these playlists, whether you're in the car driving around and, you know, just needing to be out. Um, if you're cleaning up around the house and you're trying to blare the music as loud as you possibly can to be productive, um, anything you can think of uh, to fit a mood, uh, my playlists are going to cover over these uh, next couple of weeks. And another thing to focus on too is um, really cultivating uh, an idea like a, a picture I guess I I kind of switch up the genres a little bit but not crazy wide you know it's I'm not going from country to rap mm -hmm. and then to rock it's kind of staying within a handful of similar genres as a way to like cultivate a mood but also you know have some differences and I think it's also you know important to to slide in some gimmies that you know people will like regardless of what genre they're into you know even if it's not the genre that, that they love they're gonna like this song because it's catchy or it's got a, a really cool line to it or things like that and i think if you can keep those things in mind you know you're, you're bound to have some music that people will be interested in listening to plus i mean if you want a rapping country playlist just go listen to lil nas x's album right exactly it's right there for the taking uh what went into playlist number one? You know, what was kind of the deciding factor on, all right, this is the vibe I want to set for, the, you know, the inaugural playlist. Um, you know, what did, what did we sprinkle in there? Let's let's preview the playlist a little bit. Yeah. So the biggest thing for me, it's the playlist title is literally called Shuffle um, because I really wanted to get uh, have people get a feel for my music taste right now. The things that I'm currently listening to a ton. Um, and the biggest thing that you can see throughout this, whether it's the R and B that's in this, the alternative stuff or the hip hop, it is all very high energy, um, good beats, something that's catchy, um, kind of catches your ear a little bit. 
Um, so that's been the biggest thing. And some of the songs that I'm most excited about, um, Childish Gambino dropped a couple weeks ago. Um, so I put one of those songs in there. Always, that's always your catchy. Guy. Yeah, that's my man. Um, and so put that in there. I got a little uh, Jay Electronica who released his first his debut album for the first time in like 10 years uh he's put out like some serious music um so those couple things that's real hip-hop heavy um i also put in um some snow allegra and she is incredible if you don't know much about snow check her out her voice is amazing um so some things like that just all different vibes um but really just gave you a full picture of some of the stuff that I'm listening to next week. What you can look forward to um, it's going to be called turn me up. So every song on that playlist, if it's played loudly is a bop. So um, turn those songs up when you hear them next week um, and check out the ones from this week as well. Big time. And uh, you know, obviously with us being a sports podcast and no sports, but like we said, sports and music go hand in hand. Any sporting event you go to when it was going on, you've got music playing. Uh, you know, you look at any type of event, you're going to have music going on at the same time as that event. Uh, what was kind of the first moment for you where sports and music kind of clicked? Oh, that's a great question. Um, it really started happening when I was in high school. Um, that's when I started branching out my music tastes and I was playing baseball. And so we would go out to the field early and music would be playing. And it was just, it set the entire mood for the rest of the day. Um, it got you ready to go. And I, I really think that's what's valuable about these playlists is regardless of what you're looking for, whether it's a pick me up or a distraction, it'll really set that tone for you. And um, I, I think it, I realized how important music was to setting that up when uh, my senior year of high school, we were playing Olin Tangy Liberty. It was this huge rivalry our senior year. Um, and I go down to my car to leave for school and my radio had been stolen out of my car. And I was prepped to have this big morning where I was like blasting music all the way to school, oh, all this stuff on the way home to go get my stuff. I would be blank, like all this stuff. And it was gone. And I rode in silence to school and, you know, and to the, like, so it just made me realize, holy cow, I don't feel prepared for this game. Um, we went on to win that game, but you know, it didn't feel the same. That's brutal. I cannot yeah. imagine being forced to drive in silence. I yeah, always was, have something playing in my car. Yeah, it was rough, but you know, we figured it out and we got a win and that's all that matters. Now us being big baseball guys, you're obviously a Cubs fan. And we'll get into that as well. Um, you know, walk-up songs are, you know, that that's religion pretty much in baseball. You need to have that that crisp walk-up song uh, to get the fans engaged, to get you pumped up. Who's your favorite walk-up song for one of your Chicago Cubbies? Oh, my gosh. Um, I loved just strictly because of your point about getting fans engaged, Anthony Rizzo would always come up to Taylor Swift. Um, either I think it was shake it off. Maybe I don't remember which song, but it was a Taylor Swift song and it was so goofy because he's a goofy guy, but it was just, you know, so great to see, you know, you got all these guys bumping rap and hip hop and all these, you know, really tough songs. And then you got him bumping Taylor Swift. And I always loved that. 
Um, so that one stands out to me. How about you, KB? What's your uh, go-to? My favorite, because it's so iconic, is Chase Utley walking up to Cashmere by Led Zeppelin mm. because that was his walk-up song his entire career, never switched it up. And even when he came back with the Dodgers to Philadelphia, whenever he came up for his first at-bat, came up for his second, Cashmere played. And it was just That's one great. of those things where it was like, okay, this is like part of – Philly's culture is cashmere by Led Zeppelin plays when Chase Utley is up to bat. Right. Um, I think Bryce Harper last year, him coming up to uh, some mobby was, was pretty awesome. It, yeah. that got me fired up every single time Bryce came up to bat. It just felt like the way that song kind of just echoes, it just speaks big moment. And it's just yeah. like, all right, Bryce can just, you know, do whatever he wants now. Like, he's going to mash the ball no matter what. And on the flip side, he's no longer a Philly. He's with the Cleveland Indians now. But Cesar Hernandez last year had the worst walk-up song. <laughs> it was so sad and depressing. And I'm like, how do you? How does this energize you to go up and, and swing at a baseball? Right. Like, it was one of those things where it just made me want to crawl up in a ball and cry. It was like his girlfriend just dumped him, and he's <laughs> playing this song, but he's got to go whack a baseball. Right. And I'm like, how does this get you? Like, it was a celebration at Citizens Bank Park anytime Cesar Hernandez had a different walk-up song from that one. It was like, oh, my God, like, depression music is done. Like, it was, it was literally such a, a mood swing song. Like, you would go from having people playing Drake, Meek Mill, uh, you know, even like country songs that are like yeah. just upbeat in, in the type of tone they are to this sad, like just not fun song. And I was like, Cesar, are you okay? <laughs> like, is there, is there something going on at right. home that we need to talk about? Because this song ain't it. And, yeah. you know, I loved Cesar Hernandez in his time in Philadelphia, but I, I have to say I'm glad the walk-up song will not be heard ever again. You know one that's incredible, um, and he'll be playing for the Cubs uh, very soon, is Jason Kipnis. Uh, I went to go see him when he was playing with the Indians, and uh, he has this song by, I think the group is called OK, and it's called Thief, and it's got this crazy saxophone solo, like, and people Love just go... Sax crazy and it's incredible actually it made it to uh next week's playlist uh, there we go a little just i'll drop that in there it made it in there so look for jason kipnis's walk-up song for next week's uh curated by camp and i think from baseball walk-up songs like there's songs that stick out and it's like okay i need to find the name of this song so i can google it add it to my library of music like i'll remember back i think it was had to be like 2009, 2010. Jason Worth, when he was still with the Phillies. <laughs> you're never going to believe the song he was walking up to, but it made me like rekindle this love I had for this artist. So he was walking out to the beginning portion of Right Above It by Lil Wayne. Really? Yes, Jason Worth of all people. And at the time, Lil Wayne's album had not come out yet. So I'm like, how did Jason Worth get this song? And like, I tried to Shazam it, like could not find it. 
And as soon as I found out that he was walking out to Lil Wayne, I was like, Jason Worth, I love you. Like, this is great. <laughs> and it was one of those things where it was like, you kind of learn a little bit about what makes a person tick mm-hmm. from their walk-up song that you might not know about them either. And like discovering new music, there's a lot of, uh, you know, Hispanic descent players in major league baseball and learning like the, the songs that they listen to are just absolute haters. Yeah. Like Michael Franco. I'm so sad. He's not a Philly anymore. He was my guy. I'm probably the only resident still left on Michael Franco Island. Uh, there's plenty of real estate for sale, though, for you Kansas City Royals fans. Every single walk-up song he had was a heater, and I would Shazam it in the ballpark, add that bad boy right to my to my music library, and I'm cranking that thing all the way up, driving on the right. highway, windows down, listening to you know some Spanish music because Spanish music yeah. hits differently especially when the weather's nice. Right, I was about to say, especially in the summer. It's it's just great. And I think learning about different styles of music by going to sports games is one of the coolest things that you can take away from going to a sporting event and not even realize it. Right. Also, if you're watching on the Twitch channel, hit that follow button. We're 11 followers away from the big one, Hundo. Hey. Shout out to Mr. Squirrelbeck with the two-month subscription at tier one appreciate that um but let's see you know when it comes to just music in your everyday life how does that kind of you know factor itself in obviously we we have school we have jobs everything how do you kind of fit your music into your daily routine so that you're not missing out on you know what's what the next big thing is and also not missing out on you know the classics that you know and love it's challenging for me a lot of times. Um, as you know, I'm on the go quite a bit. And so typically it's in the car, just throw something on and hope for the best and just kind of shuffle through things. Um, but as a way to find new stuff, it's you, you really have to cut out time uh, to find some some new music that you actually enjoy because there's plenty of, of great stuff out there that I'm sure, you know, I I will never, ever hear, which is kind of the sad part about it. Um, So I really have to be intentional about finding time, whether that's studying and it needs to be something super chill with very few words. Or if I again, if I'm cleaning my room and I need to just get out of bed, um, that's really uh, the thing is you have to be intentional about, you know, finding the time to make that happen. And I you know, typically when I wake up and, you know, leave to go to work, if, you know, before all this stuff happened, it's let me find a way to get hype for the day. Um, so if you can really, you know, just work that in and, and have a have a goal in mind when you're listening to the music that you're listening to, whether it's finding something new or creating a mood, that's your best bet. And that's always worked for me. Big facts. Like, even if I'm getting my car, go to work now. You know, the two days a week that I'm working, like, I need – music playing to like I was listening to to Bryce Harper's walk-up song today to get me in the mood to walk into work and be like all right let's do this um you know there's there's different swings you go through like like I said listening to music at a ballpark or you go to a concert and you're literally just playing that artist for a month straight like I have been on a serious AJR kick for it is now April man like six months 
Right. Like it's been that infectious that I just need to to listen to them like and sometimes like going to a concert and watching the performance that gets put on to go with the music makes you appreciate the music that yep. much more. Yep. And it's like it's incredible the way, you know, it, I don't know how I would have been able to live 20 years ago when iTunes and all that stuff didn't exist. Uh, but the value in being able to look at an artist, see who's featured on it and say, oh, I like that. Let me go see if I'll like this featured artist music. And then you have a whole nother avenue for new music that you love. Like I can't imagine 20 years ago when I had to go buy a CD and hope that I liked the CD that I bought as opposed to just exactly. being able to just being able to stream something and be like, okay, I don't love this. And like music's a big part of our show. Most of our listeners know, like me and Sarah, my sister, for those of you that don't know, um, we were at a concert. I want to say it was four years ago now or five years ago. It was a free concert from a radio station in Philly. And this band known as the Arkells was performing. They were one of the just bands on the bill. And yeah. I love their energy. I was this was like peak walk the moon era too. Also big fan of those guys. I know they're youth to youth alumni. Alumni with our Y to Y people. Um but I got big walk the moon vibes from them and I was like, I like these guys. Like I could see them like touring with a walk the moon type band. And then I went out, started seeing some of their shows in Philly and you know unbeknownst to to me you know a few things happen on the old social media and Arkells are our music provider for the podcast network like that's crazy absolutely insane like I get to go to the theater of living arts in Philadelphia and do a podcast with them with two of my best friends Sarah and we're sitting back there with you know the lead singer and their bass player in the green what room a time to be alive of one of the most historic like concert and show venues in the city of Philadelphia just shooting the shit with, you know, a band that I was like, wow, these guys are awesome. And now, like, I consider them my friends because, like, we follow each other on Twitter. Like, holidays, we'll text each other and be like, yo, you know, Merry Christmas, this and that. Like, it's absolutely wild the the twists and turns that music can have. Absolutely. Now, when it comes to, you know, your playlist creation where where are people going to find this bad boy? I know it's on Apple Music and Spotify. Are those the two that you're kind of sticking with because they are so universal? Yeah, we're going to start there and kind of see. I've I've left a give me feedback link on my on my link tree that's uh, in my Instagram bio, which I'll plug there at the end. But um, yeah, that's where we'll start. And you know, if you want to leave feedback and say that there's other streaming services that you'd like me to hop on, I'm totally open to that. Again. Uh, you know, I care about the way that music connects us and I don't want you to miss out on an opportunity just because you don't have the streaming service that I'm currently streaming on. So, um, yeah, Spotify and Apple Music right now are the two big ones for me, um, but definitely look for there to be more at some point. Now, I don't know if it's still as popular as it was in its heyday, but if we could get curated by Cam as a uh, feature playlist on the old Pandora, I, that's when I we know we made it. Right. I would love to make that happen. We'll see. Uh, we'll see where it goes. We're going to take it, you know, one song at a time and one playlist at a time. And, you know, hope you guys love it and hope you guys give me a little bit of feedback so I can make it better. And uh, we'll see where we go from there. Now, like we've said, Cam's a big baseball guy and there has been some baseball news coming out recently. So we're going to talk some baseball with my Let's man, Cam. Uh, Cam, Major League Baseball looking into uh, switching up the old extra innings. 
Now, I don't know about you, but I love free baseball. You know, if, it, if it's going to happen, lay it on me. Like, I, I'm going to buckle in. I'm going to watch because it, it's there. Like, there's no clock in baseball. There's no need for a clock in baseball. All these people talking about they need to speed up the game. Relax. Right. <laughs> but uh, there has been talk that they want to get a little gimmicky. And instead of extra innings, we're going to have an extra innings home run derby. Now... I am a big fan of the traditional home run derby during All-Star Week. I think it's a, a great product. But having a home run derby after you just played nine innings of baseball to determine a winner of a game is even more hokey and gimmicky than the three-on-three, you know, overtime in hockey and the shootout most importantly in hockey that's what i compare this to this is the shootout in hockey Uh is what it would be i hate this don't uh you know friend of the show jack fritz said don't change the sport i love for the people who don't Mm. and i thought that was a great way to put it as a baseball fan as big as a baseball fan as you are i need your thoughts on a potential Switch it up, home run derby, extra inning. Yeah, um, on its face, it's flashy. It's you know, it's appealing to a lot of people because of the way the game is turned with all the home run balls and all the strikeouts and all of those things that have come along with baseball in the 21st century. Um, however, the thing the thing that concerns me are all of the practical aspects of it, like. Am I going to put like, how are we going to do this? Are we going to do two, three, four guys and they're going to come up and mash. And then none of the home runs that they hit, they count towards the outcome of the game, but they don't count towards their stats. I didn't even think of that. Are we going to have guys with 75 home runs because they knocked 15 out during the, you know, or, you know, 25 out during home run derby in extra innings. Are we going to get a whole different category of like, Oh, you hit extra inning home runs here and it's going to be categorized under this like right and then who do we have throwing throwing to guys hitting is it you know like is it a pitcher is it you know some you know ringer type guy that comes in and is thrown to both teams like right is it a bullpen catcher like there are so many aspects of it that that throw a wrench into things that i almost think it's more work than it's worth i do see like the only way that I could see it being appealing to me specifically is I hate when games go 18 innings and guys like bullpens are destroyed for the rest of the series. Like I could see if you go, you know, I'm making this up, but if you go 14 innings and then it's like home run, you know, home run derby, you bring two, three, four guys Mm -hmm. up and they hit, you know, whatever. That's the only way that I would see it being beneficial to, to a group of people. And like, um, are you going to have a reserve player that is your designated <laughs> home run guy? Like, is it going to be a starter that was in your lineup that day? Is it going to be a guy who hasn't gotten into the game yet? Like, what if you deplete your bench by, you know, the time a home run derby's ready to go and that's the rule and you got to use, you know, a, a guy from the bullpen. Like that's your well, only that bench. Well, that would be group. fascinating too. Oh, yeah. Like, if if the rule was that the guys in the order, you know, it's you come up with seven, eight, nine in the in the bottom of the whatever inning, you have to hit those guys, and those are the home run derby guys. And then that the other team has three, four, five. Like right, 
it it just makes it again a lot of work for a handful of people that love home run balls. Yeah, and I think the way that baseball has kind of trended the past couple years and it's been great for our fantasy league that we're in, you know, home runs galore, but the home run is not everything in baseball. Like sure, it's flashy, you know, it gets people excited, it brings in the casual fan because it's like, wow, you know, a big moment's happening. But like it's not the end all be all and I think it's ruined a lot of players these past right. couple years that like, you know, you you notice their swing is changing because they're trying to hit the long ball because of all the launch angle trajectories and everything. And like, I'm a big proponent of analytics. I think it's needed in every sport, but you know, over drilling guys with tendencies that might not work for them. You also have to be able to recognize that and realize that player a might be able to go and hit the long ball, but player B is more of a slap shot guy and is going to hit it into the gap and move guys around small ball wise. Right. And it, yeah. What emphasis are we putting on the game? Are we saying that that's not important? A gap to gap guy that doesn't hit 45 home runs a year. Are we saying that that player is no longer important because he can't win us a game in extra innings? It just, yeah, it just becomes an issue for me. I mean, look at Reese Hoskins last year. You know, he had a great monster first half. Second half, he's looking for the long ball each and every at bat. Right. And he had one of the worst second half statistical seasons ever. Like, he was horrendous. It was almost like he was an automatic out in the second half. I think a guy for your Cubs, like Ian Happ, struggled because I think a lot of the launch angle and, you know, trying to get under the ball and get it up got to his head and being such a young player, like, you're not going to go against what, at the time, Joe Madden is saying and your coaching staff is saying. Like, it's one of those things where – managers and player development guys, and that's why I think player development is so crucial right now in baseball, uh, need to realize that different players have different tendencies and you can't just fit a a square peg into a round hole and think it's going to work because not every guy is going to mash, you know, 35 to 45 home runs and be Mike Trout. Not everybody is Mike Trout that can do everything. You've got to dissect a player and realize what they're great at and allow them to be great at it before you start, you know, injecting a little bit more to make their game that much more versatile. Yeah, absolutely. So I am totally out on the MLB extra innings home run derby, but if they were to change extra innings, what would you like to see changed in terms of, you know, if you need to speed things up, you know, limiting certain things to make extra innings not drag on like for the 18 innings or the 30-inning the rallies we've seen in years past, what would you change about extra innings? Um, I think the biggest thing, and it wouldn't be immediately, it would be after, you know, the 11th or 12th, um, possibly throwing in a runner on second or a runner on first and second, whatever it is, um, as a way to really – amp up the pressure um and and sort of and speed it up ultimately uh you know you're you're bound to get a base knock or two uh you know with runners in scoring position and the high pressure stuff so that would speed it up um but if nothing else it just adds an element to it that i don't think uh you know negatively affects the game i just think it's if you if you feed it in a way that's hey we're speeding this up we're adding a little bit of pressure we're making it more exciting 
Um, that would probably be the one thing I would change. There's not much I would change in the first place. Uh, I'm a little baseball purist, but if I could, you know, if I could change one thing that could make it better, that might be it. Yeah, I mean, we've seen minor league baseball kind of experiment with that a little bit. We've seen the the pitch clock and everything kind of get introduced. I think one thing that could be interesting, but it would also be kind of a hassle to, uh, you know, in terms of speeding things up for all those people that want it, is maybe extra innings is only two outs. Mm. You kind of go and, and, you know, you got two outs to make something happen in an inning. If not, it, it kind of speeds up the inning process a bit, right. but it's also giving you less chances to capitalize on, you know, taking a lead or ending a game. Yeah, I, I actually, I had never thought of that, and I'm actually kind of open to that. Huh. Because it would also change up the strategy for a manager. You know, you go, you go into extra innings, how are you going to attack your lineup knowing you only have a guaranteed two opportunities to capitalize on the moment you're in right now? And, you know, how does that affect how you utilize your bench? How does that affect how you utilize the bullpen? Um, yeah. You know, especially with National League rules the way they are right now, no DH. Yeah. How does that affect, you know, the pitchers you use, the bench players you use? Uh, I think a two-out extra inning system would integrate the eventual loss of, you know, pitchers hitting in the National League and, and yeah. give that strategy element back to, you know, all of baseball because we're eventually going to see the DH in the National League, which... I'm not a fan of because I love pitchers who rake, um, <laughs> but I think a, a two-out extra inning kind of you know situation would be interesting to play around with, and even if it's in you know the developmental leagues that you see right. in uh, kind of the you know the Dominican camps and you know in Venezuela, if you play around with that in winter ball, play around with it in you know lower echelon minor league systems and kind of use it as a test think it could be uh, an interesting tweak to the extra inning rule. For sure. Now, we got to go to Philly Sports Trivia because that's what we do. As a sports fan, who's your favorite Philadelphia athlete of in, oh my in gosh. your time? Could be any sport. Oh man. Um this is really tough because there are so many incredible athletes that have that have graced the city of philadelphia with their presence very true like i immediately thought baseball but then i was like wait there's so many great eagles players um i can't lie i love to and so did i time, like there's something about just the the confidence and the, all, all of it all of it to me is what it means to be a great football player and controversial at times sure but always confident always knew that he was one of the greatest to ever do it um and that's something that really is important to me so i i, I love that i think he's up there for sure um i'm trying there was one other that i that stood out and then i completely forgot and that's gonna really bother me did um nope i lost it how about you who's i need to hear yours and then maybe that'll spark mine man uh, football. My my all time idol is Brian Dawkins. 
Fair. He, he was the reason I played football for the one year I did. Uh, he just had that confidence and that swagger and just like nobody's going to be better than me mentality. Uh, yeah. Plus his nickname was Weapon X. Like he was literally Wolverine. Um, so being a superhero is pretty badass. Phillies, the reason I wore number 11 growing up was because of Jimmy Rollins. Yeah. Um, he was my guy, you know, remembering the start of the heyday of Phillies baseball in 2007 when he comes out and says, we're the team to beat in the NL East, and just that kind of confidence and being like, yeah, I'm putting a target on our back because I know we're that good. And, yeah. you know, I thought that always stuck out to me. And then just fought, like the way he played the game, the way he embraced the city, um, you know, some people bagged on him because there were times he didn't run out of pitch, and that doesn't bother me. You know, it, it's so ticky-tack when it comes to that kind of stuff. But Jimmy Rollins is like, he's a fixture in Philly sports lore to me. Yeah. Like, he was there before it got good, was there to help it get good, was there when it was good, was there on the decline, and then has come back, has been an ambassador for the city, even though he's a California kid. He's made yeah. Philadelphia his home, which I think is super awesome. Um, basketball, I mean, you got to go with Allen Iverson. Yeah, have to. AI was my childhood and, like, one of five players that got me into the NBA. And just watching what he was able to do, he had the underdog mentality, and AI was just, like, he was my guy. Like, he revolutionized culture not only in the nba but just in life like and he was right. such a cultural icon like you have michael jordan who you know has the sneaker line he was he was that fixture you had kobe bryant the the next coming of of michael jordan then you had lebron james and everything but in there there was the Allen iverson era where he flipped the nba culture on its head on its head and you knew it was the ai era because of just the way he carried himself um you know his his cockiness and his swagger that was like a confident cockiness and you know he he, he crossed up mj yeah yeah i thought of my two i thought of the two that uh were eluding me the first one is uh and and neither of these players are like incredible Philadelphia legends. I just love the way they played the game and they happen to play for the Phillies. Uh Juan Pierre is one. Oh, that's a great like I just Oh yeah. I just love it. Like and he fits into some weird like spot in my brain where he brings back a bunch of nostalgia about baseball. So I love that. And also um Kenny Lofton. Oh man. What a vault to and I like Kenny because he plays the game, you know, he played the game the way I played the game, very, you know, small ball guy, quick, like just, you know, played the game the right way. So uh, those two, again, incredible um, and a, not, you know, absolute superstars in Philadelphia, but definitely uh, played the game the right way. One guy that I absolutely loved got compared to a bunch in my childhood because we had the same haircut and he played for both of our teams. <laughs> Cole Hamels, man. Fair. Now, God, I, what a guy. I got to ask your perspective. Being a Cubs fan, getting Cole Hamels post-Texas Rangers, what was kind of the Cubs fan, you know, reception, and how did how did they take to Cole Hamels? I think, and this is just speaking from personal experience, 
I loved having him around just because he was a veteran with tons of experience. And again, seemed like a good person to have in the clubhouse. And, you know, he did so much in Philly and he did enough in Texas. Like it was just good to have him around. And I think that, you know, the stuff that he did for Philly was really, you know, it, it stood out to me most when I went out to Philly to watch them play the Cubs and he was pitching and just the standing ovation that he got was unreal. And it spoke to everything that he had done, uh, not just as a player, but as a person. Um, so we, you know, we were lucky to have him for the time we did. Uh, you know, he got some good wins and again, he was just a good guy to have around. It's absolutely disgusting to me now that he's an Atlanta brave. It's going to be interesting to say it the is least. Absolutely disgusting that he is in that uniform. They're going to be so good. <laughs> it it's weird because like the Braves have the hitting to be just a juggernaut and it pisses me off that they have all these guys obviously being a Phillies fan, but like their pitching doesn't scare me. Right, right. It's like Cole Hamels was your big off-season addition. You got, you know, Felix Hernandez to come in in the twilight of his career. <laughs> right, yeah. And you have Mike Soroka, who is a, a good young pitcher. But outside of that, it's it's a bunch of journeyman guys making up a makeshift rotation and bullpen. And right. their pitching doesn't scare me. So they're going to have, you know, when the season eventually gets underway, they're going to have to mash the living hell out of the ball to win games. Because right. I don't see any way that the Braves pitching holds up against any team with formidable hitters to right. win unless them games. Fulte, unless Fulte has an insane year. Unless he again. goes back to 2018 and right. somehow, some way, you know, reverses father time, the Braves pitching is, is so suspect to me. Is Julio still with them? No, he's with the he's Angels. With the Angels, he? which is yeah. unfortunate because the Phillies used to batter Julio <laughs> Tehran around. Um, you know, and some other guys that are, are current Philly athletes that stand out to me just for the same reason. Like, Joel Embiid is your modern-day superstar. Yeah. Confident, cocky on social media. Um, and I think that's one aspect of sports now that would be interesting back then with the guys that we brought up. Is like, how would their, you know, persona and their legacy be kind of left if they had Twitter, if they were on Instagram, if social media was around when right. some of these older players were playing, would they even be on it? And I think mm. that's something I think about all the time too when it comes to music, culture, and all that kind of stuff is like social media is such a big part of the sports world, the music world now. How would it have played, you know, even 10 years ago when right. Twitter was just getting started and like I couldn't even imagine 2008 for the Phillies if Twitter was around. Oh my gosh! Like I think about that. I think about To being in the driveway doing sit-ups. <laughs> right. If Twitter yeah. w- Twitter would literally combust, lose their mind. The AI step over would have destroyed the internet. Yep. Um, you know, there's so many countless mo- and like for you, like Twitter was around for the Cubs, like. Right. That was a historical moment. Like the Cubs winning the World Series and Twitter being a thing was massive. Yeah, and it it completely shaped the way I viewed postseason baseball too. Just 
every single story that you could imagine was told through Twitter um, in the weeks leading up to the World Series, during the World Series. Everything you could imagine that you needed to know about a player, about a manager, about anything was told. And it really created this, you know, you realized how huge of a deal it was for the Cubs to be in a World Series um, in a way that, again, if I think it was – 10 years ago, it wouldn't feel the same, at least for Cubs fans, because you're not being inundated with information right. about about what's going on. Like, I don't know if I ever would have realized that Dexter Fowler was the first black guy to lead off for the Cubs in a World Series. Like, it's crazy. What? I wouldn't have learned that if Twitter and, you know, all of the other social media platforms were around. It's insane. That's absolutely wild. Uh, before we shift gears... Because there might be a sport on its way back, and we've got an announcement for our NFL draft plans. But before we started recording, I was telling Cam about our our newest sponsor, Tomahawk Shades. He had never heard of them, obviously. Had to let him know, you know, they're supporting the brand. And uh, Cam, what'd you what'd you think about the old Tomahawk Shades after you checked out the website bit? I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. They were way cooler than I would have expected. Uh, they fit the Ray-Ban type look. They're stylish. And again, they're affordable. So I think um, if you're looking for glasses that actually look cool and don't break your bank, it seems like this is the way to go, especially if you've got a, a dope promo code that takes as much off as it does. Uh, you kind of can't go wrong with something that looks the way it does and isn't dumb expensive. Um, I was looking at the glasses. Um, I don't remember which ones, but they've got the tortoise shell uh, frame. And I love that look the round, the round frames are so smooth and so in right now. Um, so if I mess around and get a nice little paycheck coming up soon, you might see me in a pair. And here's the great part, Kim. They started on long Island in 2013 and their, their goal was to provide a great looking shade, great looking blue light glasses that I have on the way for an affordable price. And and the best part about everything, before I even mention our promo code, they've got a great replacement program as well. All lost or broken shades can be replaced in the same style or color if they're available. If they're not available, you can choose to be placed on hold and get them when the item arrives back in stock, or you can choose another colorway within the same class. Ooh. Only one pair can be replaced at a time, though. Can't take advantage of the friends at Tomahawk Shades. If you have multiple pairs that need to be replaced, submit them separately. Each pair can be replaced up to two times under <laughs> the replacement <laughs> warranty. Beyond two replacements, you'll have to purchase a new one and, and use the promo code again. All you need to do is pay the replacement warranty shipping and handling costs. Easy. to make sure you have a brand new pair of shades. You can't beat it. That to me is just a testament to a couple of people that care more about their customers than they do about making a buck. Uh, Because I've seen plenty of of replacement policies that look nothing like that. Um, So that's incredible. Shout out to them for that. I'm glad you let me know about that. Absolutely awesome stuff there. And then you're probably like, sure, they got this nice little replacement plan, but like, 
how how am I supposed to you know get this? You know, I'm not working right now. Don't really have the full funds for you know. They're an affordable price. You know, the the base level thirty dollars for a pair of blue light for a pair of sunglasses. You know, you're going out for a little quarantine walk in the neighborhood, staying six feet apart from people. You gotta throw in the shade. You gotta protect your eyes. You're staring at a screen all day. Our good friend Jack Hackett was asking for you know suggestions on to you know protect her eyes while she's staring at screens all day for her job. I'm staring at screens, you know, for the podcast. You're looking at screens, making your playlist. You gotta protect the eyes. You gotta get a pair of blue light plus glasses. Mine are on the way. Can't wait to put them on. And I use the promo code, and you guys can use the promo code. It's promo code USP at checkout. You save yourself 25%. 25% off your order at checkout. You cannot beat it. Tomahawk Shades has hooked us up big time with that one. Keep using the promo code because the more times it gets used, the more bills we can pay. And uh, it means a lot to us that you're supporting the brand. So TomahawkShades.com, when you check out, use that promo code USP. Now, Cam, the last time we hung out in person, we went to Top Golf. Yes, sir. Regular golf might be the first sport to make its return during this uh, no live sports era. I don't know about you. A lot of people talk about golf being boring to watch on TV. If golf indeed comes back when they're saying in mid-June, I will be glued to my television watching golf day in and day out because... It'll, one, it'll be the only sport on TV to watch, but two, it'll also bring me some sort of sense of normalcy because uh-huh. there is some sort of action happening. There is an athlete on my television playing the sport that he is getting paid to play. And I think in a way, a weird way, even when things were normal, golf is kind of social distancing because nobody's on the same hole at the same <laughs> right. time. There's not going to be any fans at the country club. It's going to be a, a barren Nice little greenery. We're going to get to see the whole landscape. It's going to be like the HGTV meets the Golf Channel. Right. I I don't know, but I'm excited if golf is indeed going to be making a return from June 11th to June 14th for the first tour date. Well, and I'll tell you what. I don't care what sport it is. It could have been bocce ball. It could have been polo. Sports being back on television is going to be the best thing that's happened in this country in months. Uh, So, yeah, I'm with you. I'll be glued to the TV, and I'll tell you what, since Topgolf has come to Columbus, I've been interested in golf for the first time in in ever. Um, So, yeah, I'm with you. There's no reason why people shouldn't be glued to the TV. It's going to be electric if it does, because the amount of people – that will be tweeting about golf, that will just be talking about golf, you are going to find so many new fans of the sport because it'll be the first thing back. And it's going to be very interesting to see the amount of people that actually stick with it once everything really does come back and get into action. And uh, we've got action coming on the Twitch channel next week because the NFL draft is still somehow happening digitally. (laughs) And uh, we are going to have one hell of a live show for night one, round one of the NFL draft right here, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. Myself, the boys up in Boston, the fourth and goal crew, our flagship fantasy football crew, and my boy, Mr. Connor Miles, my co-host, his podcast, just another football podcast that I produce. Plus, who knows who else is going to stop by. 
We are going to be hosting live reactions, live updates of the draft night one right here on Twitch. So make sure you're following the Twitch channel so you know when we go live. And Friday, hopefully, we'll be able to announce another piece of this puzzle that's going to get you guys super involved with our live stream. Uh, could potentially involve a couple of our sponsors as well. And uh, I'm very excited for that to come to fruition. I should know by Friday. So that's why you should be following us on the old social medias. Twitter, Instagram, at UndergroundPHI. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Shout out to the old AOL Instant Messenger for my Twitter handle. Cam Justice, let the people know where they can follow you on the social medias and find the playlist. Yes, so um, the link to Curated by Cam, again, playlist for folks that are looking to listen to new music or uh, find a love for or refine a love that they uh, for music that they have forgotten about. Um, you can find that at the link in both my Instagram and Twitter bios um, at camjustice7 on both of those. That is C A M J U S T I C E 7 on Instagram and Twitter. Um, also, if you're on Apple Music, it is camjustice7. So um, I am on all of those platforms Apple Music, Spotify, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, I will talk to you very soon. Absolutely. We're going to be plugging Curated by Cam each and every week on the show, on the social medias. And uh, as long as you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a five-star rating and review and let us know your favorite song on Cam's playlist there, and we can relay that information to Cam as well. Or let us know about the uh, extra innings home run derby if you're for it, against it, if you're going to be tuning into golf, if it is indeed the first sport to come back, or you know, just some music that you like listening to, and we can uh, send it along to Cam for a potential playlist creation on the old uh, curated by Cam feed. So do all that. Five stars only because we have standards. Cam has standards, and we know you do too. And if you don't have an iPhone, you can check us out on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And uh, we'll be back this weekend talking about whatever might come up. Make sure you check out Streamer Season Episode 1 if you have watched Hunters on Amazon Prime. We broke that bad boy down myself, Dom, and Kevin Guest. And uh, it was a lot of fun to talk about that show finally with some people that have watched it. Excellent show. Highly recommend. And... Uh, the reason we're able to do all this stuff is thanks to our local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Automall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course, our awesome merch provider, Design Tree, and our friends at Tomahawk Shades, helping us out, paying the bills, and hooking you guys up with some awesome merch and shades. I think that's going to do it. For episode number 228, big thanks to my man Cam hopping on the show. Like he said, curated by Cam. Make sure you check it out on Apple Music, Spotify, and then let him know if you need another music provider because he'll hook it up. That's what he does. But uh, for everybody here at Underground Sports Philadelphia, stay safe. We'll be back this weekend, and uh, that's when we'll talk to you guys next. I'm your host, KB. We are 
signing off. Peace.